What, awakening, what an awakening experience. Now, during the night, I generally wake up at least once. And sometimes I go into the living room. You guys know what I'm talking about. Go into the living room, and I, I pray, and then I fall back to sleep on my sofa because I don't want to wake anybody else up. Well, a few months ago, while I was on the sofa in a very deep slumber, I was awakened by a noise that I thought were my dogs that were in a crate in um, the washroom kind of over to the left. So I listened for a moment longer, really half asleep, and I realized that this noise was actually coming from behind me. It was my garage door opening up, and someone was now in my house. I was now awake and afraid. I jumped up, still in a daze, and I cried out, who is that? And in kind of like a slow motion, I see this silhouette of a man coming in from around the corner in the darkness with this bright light on his forehead one of these lights that you wrap around your forehead and strap to you. And he was shining it at me, and now I'm screaming out loud, who is that? And I was loud, and I was fearful. And I had this high-pitched voice that I've never heard in my life. But he wouldn't say a word. Wouldn't say a word. I couldn't believe that this nightmare of mine was really happening, and... I was kind of in this vulnerable position because I, I didn't know what to do. So I stood up and I grabbed the first thing I put my hands on. Nearby, I had many options. I had all these fireplace tools with that big poker and I even had a gun cabinet right around the corner there. But I grabbed my cell phone. And all I could think of is, I'm going to throw it at this guy as hard as I can. And what was I going to do? I was going to make a big lump on his head. And then he was really going to be mad. I always thought that I would react much differently than I did in this situation. And finally, the stranger spoke out in a very calm, loud voice. Some of us in here have had awakening experiences like this before. We go through life without a care in the world, and next thing you know, it's chaos, and we're crying out for help. It's an awakening experience, especially when we haven't prepared our lives for an event such as that. Well, as Christians, our prayer is our preparation. It's our awakening to the presence of God. Today our readings call us to, to wake up from our spiritual slumbers through the pillars of Lent in order to hear what Jesus is calling us to become. This wonderful season of Lent enables us to be stripped of everything that's stopping us from becoming, from becoming the new creation into which Jesus is calling us. And Lent is a time for meeting God 
in our prayers. The pillars of Lent are prayer and fasting and almsgiving, and some people say charity, and they're our foundation of our renewed faith. See, prayer, it knocks at the door of charity, while fasting is the soul of prayer, and charity is the product of the prayer and fasting. These three, these three things are, are really just one as they give life to each other. And often our prayers are answered by acts of love by others. Our most exhilarating ex uh, spiritual experience in prayer is often accomplished with action that reflects that experience. And this is why it's really important to realize that God could have overpowered us into believing in him and obeying him, causing us to miss out on these prayerful experiences, but he didn't. Out of his act of love for each and every one of us, he gave us free will and sent us his only son, Jesus Christ, to die for us. So in good prayer, a good way to, that we can meditate on today's gospel reading would be something like this. Let's imagine ourselves climbing that mountain with Jesus, Peter, James, and John. We're with them. Good friends, we know each other well. Going on a hike together. Chatting and joking all along the way. At the top, we sit down at the, on a rock and ad admire the view. We breathe in all of this fresh air and we feel our heart just pumping our blood through our veins with some exhilaration from the climb. Now it's late afternoon. Jesus invites us to take in some time to pray. He goes a few feet off, and we all try to pray, but we're kind of getting sleepy. Can anybody in here relate to that? Then suddenly a brilliant light, a brighter than anything we've ever seen before, wakes us up. Jesus is shining like the sun, conversing with Moses and Elijah. We feel like we're in heaven now. Then a thick, shimmering cloud descends, and a voice reverberates from the midst. This is my chosen son. Listen to him. It must have been even more dramatic, more beautiful, more awe-inspiring than we could possibly imagine. Now, St. Luke tells us that in the middle of it all, the disciples became awake and afraid. And when it was all over with, they were awed into silence. In merely a passing glimpse of Jesus' true splendor fills them with amazement. So just imagine how easy it would have been for Jesus to win everybody over to his cause if he would have fully unveiled his divinity. Yet he doesn't. He refuses to overpower us into obedience because he prefers to win us over with his love and his goodness. 
He wants us to be his friends and his companions, not his slaves, because he knows that his friendship is what we most need. See, Christ indeed is the all-powerful Lord, but he wields his power gently, like a shepherd, so we won't be scared off. So what should our response be to this marvelous presence of God in Christ? Since we are all God's children, we should thank him for his goodness to us by following his example. And we should always begin in and surround ourselves in prayer. We need prayer for this world more than we have ever needed in at least my lifetime. A few days ago, I heard this Ukrainian Orthodox bishop sum up his feelings about what was going on in the war for him. He said, we have to go through a lot of way of the crosses before we can ever reach Easter. So during this Lent, with eyes wide open, let us meet Jesus on the way to the cross and to the tomb. Let us learn from him how to pray and to make peace with family and friends, to forgive and to help those in need. When our hearts are clean and humble, we meet him in prayer and he hears us. Now God, God's love for us always, he always leads us to the mountaintop and allows us to return to the valleys. Now in either place, God is still with us. So as we receive Christ in the Eucharist today, Pray that his divine grace will transform us into what we consume so that we will one day meet again at that mountaintop. Now, as that bright light was still shining in my face, that calming voice, that stranger, well, like I said, he turned into not a stranger at all. He said, it's me, Dad. It was my son who had stepped out for a few minutes in the wee hours of the morning because he wanted to see a friend of his who had just gotten to town that he hadn't seen in a while. Though my crying out was fruitless, nobody ever heard me to come to my aid, neither. So three in the morning was a strange time for him to go outside, so I'm sure that's a story for another time. But at least three o'clock is a holy hour of prayer, and that's exactly what I did. I laid down and prayed because God did come to my aid. He kept me from pinging my own son in the head with a cell phone. Now this Holy season prepares us to become a new creation through Jesus' saving work on the cross. Have we awakened from our spiritual slumber, or did we wait until a crisis pushes us into prayer? To whose voice do we listen to?